Well, Courtney, I want to let our audience in on a little context for this interview that you and I were just discussing. This is actually our second attempt at having this conversation because the night before we were originally scheduled to speak, you quite shockingly found yourself at gunpoint during an armed attack. We're so thankful you weren't harmed and you were just sharing with me that you amazingly had a pretty positive take on that whole situation. Yeah, that was just insane. A lot of that stuff has been happening around here, though, so I don't take it too personal. Just try to find like the pros and, and the, like the positive light to kind of shine on it, you know? The night it happened because I haven't told most people that, right? I've, I have this tendency to try to like correlate these subtle things in my life to like people that I've studied or admired. And so something that I found was pretty much for all the, the individuals that kind of created industry in this country and around the world, there was always this life or death moment that hit them and and they were spared like john d rockefeller like his the first time he was getting ready to go meet cornelius vanderbilt to do a deal he missed his train and that train actually fell off there was a huge catastrophe and everybody fell off a bridge and everyone passed away and that was like the sign in his mind from god to tell him like he was really doing the right thing and his life had been spared and it gave him like that next level of confidence to ultimately be very, very adamant and brave and determined in his decision makings with building Standard Oil. So I kind of looked at it like that, like 30 minutes after having like two guns held in my head and was like, this is a sign I just got spared, you know? (laughs) That is absolutely right. Well, you've done so many amazing things and you're really helping a lot of people. But I know our listeners always enjoy hearing a bit about the backstory. I realized that the rules were not the same for a Black entrepreneur like me as they were for other individuals. I ended up going around Asia raising capital. And it was so interesting because I thought, my God, being a being this young black male from Mississippi, I am being better embraced in Asia across the Asian continent than I am in my own country. And I came back with a sense of pride. I knew that I I had not only survived and built a business in the United States, but I I could build a business in Asia. Why was it easier for me to go to Asia and have be embraced and get support while trying to just do something good for society than it was in my own country? I looked at all parties involved, how individuals that look like me, how we treated one another, as well as the, you know, the inherent system that has been constructed primarily by a white audience, you know? And I said, something has to change. And that's where the idea for Assemble came. And I said, hey, I'm going to be that one person that makes the celebrities come to the table with a sense of humility and take the time to give back and teach and educate. And I'm also going to be the person to build celebrities out of the other successful individuals that are in our communities that are doing amazing things outside of media and entertainment. And we're going to give them their flowers, too. And we have to socially re-engineer what success looks like in our community, because if all you see is a basketball player or his best friend or an entertainer and his best friend being the catalyst to having wealth and money and providing for your family, you're going to over-index in it as a group of individuals. And we're going to stay in the same predicament that we're in 